Today's reading is from 1 Samuel, oh yes, 1 Samuel chapter 3, 8 to 10. Okay. The Lord called Samuel a third time and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, your servant is listening. just pray. Father, as we come to your word now, we thank you for it. And we thank you that you speak through your word and by your Holy Spirit. As we come to your word right now, Father, we again thank you for your presence, but we pray that we would be attentive to your word and your spirit, to your leading And that you would speak and encourage and comfort and guide, direct and bring conviction. And so we thank you as we commit ourselves to you and your word now in Jesus' name. Amen. How do you know when God is speaking to you? Have you tried the old open up the Bible randomly and pick a verse trick? Matthew 27, 6. Judas went out and hung himself. Not so good. Luke 10, 37. Go and do likewise. (laughs) Perhaps not the best idea for the way that you treat God's word. But how do you know when God is speaking to you? Over 950 times in the Old Testament, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, he spoke to Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, the list goes on. And we've been reflecting on some of those passages this year. So how do you know when God is speaking to you? 1 Samuel chapter 3 is a story about listening to God. And in this instance, God speaks audibly to the young lad, Samuel. In the first two chapters, we learn how Samuel was born in answer to Hannah's prayer for a son. She'd promised to give him back to the Lord and she kept her word. Samuel is now living in Shiloh where the tabernacle is set up as Israel has settled into the promised land. And he's being prepared by God to be the first among the recognised prophets to the nation. And so he's living with Eli, the priest, and he's learning the trade, as it were. And so we come to verse 2. 
Maybe the slides will catch up. Verse 2. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel. Samuel is probably around about 12 years old and may well have been asleep. He hears his name being called and naturally he thinks, it must be Eli. And so he runs out and he says, here am I, you called me. Eli too may have been asleep and waking a little day says, no I didn't, go back and lie down. Well, it happens a second time. And I wonder what young Samuel was thinking. Is is Eli playing some kind of a trick? What's the deal here? Is Is he testing me? He goes back to bed. He's confused, perplexed. Well, it happens a third time. And this time Eli realizes that it must be the Lord who is calling Samuel's name. It hadn't occurred to to Samuel that God was speaking to him because God had never spoken to Samuel before like that. He was not expecting to hear God's voice. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had God speak to me audibly in the middle of the night. I'm not sure how I'd respond. But I do know that if, if God is going to speak to me, then I want to be listening. I do want to be listening. But isn't that what prayer is all about? A two-way conversation? Talking to God and listening for his response? How much listening do you do when you're praying? In order for this to happen, we need to be in the right place. For Samuel, his home was now in the tabernacle. His mentor was Eli, the priest. Every day he woke up in the Lord's house and every night he went to sleep there. He was in the right place. His days were filled with learning about the priesthood and about keeping things in order in the centre of worship for Israel. Everything around him in the tabernacle was designed to point people to God. There was spiritual significance about everything that was in the tabernacle. All of his life revolved around getting to know God and his ways. He's in the right place. All of his life revolved around getting to know God. There was another 12-year-old boy who was also found in the temple, giving his attention to God, seeking to understand him better, and helping others to understand God. He was in the right place, being about his father's business. Is your life revolve revolving around getting to know God and his ways? Is your life revolving around your father's business? Now if Samuel had been down in Grand Central at lunchtime yesterday when I was 
and he was wide awake and someone had called out his name, would he have heard him? I doubt it. Grand Central yesterday at lunchtime was pandemonium. But that may well describe our lives. Like Grand Central. Full of noise and hustle and bustle and everything's happening. Sometimes it's not easy to block out the noise of life. But more often than that, not, God speaks as he did to Samuel in the quiet of night, in the silence, in the still, small voice. Now it's confession time. My guess is you've all done what I've done, at least to someone. Kylie will be telling me something and my mind is elsewhere, thinking about something else. Then five minutes later I'll ask her a question about the very thing that she was telling me. I'm caught with no excuses. Haven't you been there? I'm not the only one, surely. Not necessarily with Kylie, but with someone. I wasn't listening to her, was I? I was just pretending. I wasn't paying attention to her voice. Most times God doesn't speak through a megaphone, but rather a whisper. And if he always spoke through a megaphone, then my guess is we would all just stop seeking after him and just wait for the interruption. Bang, here it is, God speaking. God wants us to purposefully interrupt our lives and seek his face. The right place for us, if we are seeking to hear God speak, is where we're paying attention, we're waiting and listening. And Eli understood this, verse 9. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls to you again, say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. And so Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood there calling as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. We too need to be in the right place where we say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But how does God speak to us today? You and I are not that important nor that asleep that God has to speak to us audibly or verbally. He could, but at most times God speaks to us in other ways and he invites us to get into the right place so that we can hear him speak, to hear his voice. He hasn't restricted himself to speaking verbally, audibly, nor through the prophets. And interestingly, Nathan mentioned this, this verse this morning from Hebrews 
The writer of Hebrews put it this way, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. So today God speaks to us in many ways. God speaks to us through his word. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's in 2 Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed. God speaks to us through his Son. As we read the Gospels, we learn from Jesus in his own very words. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. God speaks through his Holy Spirit. Jesus was the one who also said, The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. God speaks through other believers, often through their wise counsel. These words from James 3. The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. God speaks through prayer. Often through a combination of fasting and prayer, our minds seem to be more alert. They become clearer. Our hearts are more sensitive to God's leading. And God says, he who draws near to me, I will draw near to him. And of course, he speaks to us as he answers our prayers. Yes, no, or wait. He speaks to us through his creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech night after night. They reveal knowledge. These are just some of the ways that God speaks to us. He can choose any other means too, if he so desires. He can even speak to you through a donkey. And I'm not talking about your spouse. But for Samuel, it was an audible voice. God was speaking verbally. So when we sense that we are hearing God's voice, how do we discern that it is his? Is it my voice in my head? Is it the voice of the evil one? Is it God's voice? I found that there are two simple tests to apply that quickly point us to the voice of the Lord. Is it 100% consistent with everything else that God has said? And secondly, is it 100% consistent with God's character? If something doesn't fit with what God has already said in all the rest of his word, and if it doesn't sit well with you in your spirit, if you are not at peace, then it's not God speaking. 
He will never contradict himself or his word. And as his spirit is living within you, and one of the fruit of the spirit is peace, then you should be at peace with what you are hearing. God is love and filled with compassion, and he speaks quietly and gently. And there are times, though, when God has to speak some pretty firm words to us. Words of conviction. However, we still remain at peace because we know that they are from him and he wants the best for us. Now we return to the wisdom of Eli and Samuel's response to the Lord. He said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. A servant takes on the position of humility, quietly waiting, listening. And a servant seeks to be obedient, ready to serve. A servant looks to their master for direction and a servant trusts in the goodness of their master. Although they may not necessarily understand always why their master is directing them the way that they are, they know that he has what is best for them in mind. They know their place. They trust their master. Eli knew his position before God and servanthood was the position of his heart. As you continue to read the chapter, you'll see that although God doesn't have much in the way of good news for Eli through his servant Samuel, Eli's response is still God-honouring. Eli says in verse 18, He is the Lord, let him do what is good in his eyes. Eli's just heard that this is not necessarily going to be so good for you, Eli. But his response is still, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Eli knows his place of humility before his his God. And he's teaching young Samuel that he too is to be a servant of the Lord. Now for us today, as, as God's children... We are in this privileged position. We are God's children, adopted into his family. We are co-heirs with his son. We mustn't take our privileged position for granted. We're encouraged to come boldly into God's presence, knowing that he cares for us, knowing that he is interested in everyday moments that we face and that he wants us to draw close to him, closer and closer to him. At the same time, he speaks into our lives to make us more like him. To help us fulfil the good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do. And to bring his kingdom of love, joy and peace to everyone around us. We're not only adopted children, but we are his servants. That means 
that there's little point in hearing God's voice if we're not willing to respond to it. Are we responding like Samuel? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Are we paying attention? Are we waiting, listening? Are we responding in obedience? And of course, the more that we grow closer to the Lord and respond to him, the more that we become like him. And the more of himself he will then reveal to us. We find at the end, or verse 19 through to 21, we find these words. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. And as Israel, all of Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognised that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord, the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. So Samuel continues to grow up, continues to hear from God as God continues to reveal to Samuel himself through his word. The more that we get to know God, the more that God reveals to us of himself. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. Can we repeat Samuel's words? I trust that we can. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I trust that's the position of your heart. We're going to stand and sing together our closing song.